2: So the AP defensive player of the year, I'll give you the Browns that are here, and then our own our Cleveland Sports Beat Reporter, Darr Ryder, will join shortly. Miles Garrett will be the AP defense or uh will be up for AP defensive player of the year. There's a stunner. AP uh defense, let's see here. AP comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco will be on there as well. AP okay. coach of the year will involve Kevin Stefanski. AP assistant coach of the year, Jim Schwartz, will be one of those that might. Have a chance to be honored on that night as well. So a Mm. lot of Browns all over the
3: place. I'm stunned that it's not Alex Van Pelt,
1: Andy. Andy, how about executive? I bet Daryl knows if we if we've executives. Daryl on the line. Can I ask a a legit question? Well, ask Daryl. Daryl, I don't know
4: why I'm here. Dan just you know once again did the news for me. So you know I'm. All, just, right, all right, all right. You listen, know, I, I mean, I've been working on this all morning, was ready to go, and that's the whole reason why we didn't start at the top of the segment was so I could announce all this stuff.
1: All right, Darrell, what do you think of this stuff anyway? And by the way, I thought, uh, how are we looking? Did we get in there for executive of the year? Did Andrew get in or no? Uh, No. Oh, he didn't get in.
4: Wow. Well, they haven't announced that part yet. They, oh. they announced the on-the-field stuff.
1: Oh, just on-field. Okay, so that's where we're at right now. So... Uh, so we're looking at what? It's, go ahead, do, do this again. Four defensive player of the year, comeback player of the year, coach of the year, assistant coach of the year. Right? That's what we know so far. And these are so, the real deals. Yeah. Well, no, that's the, but this is weird, Daryl. We talked about this yesterday. This is AP, and like Miles Garrett won defensive player of the year, but they were voted on by the writers' association. Like I don't. I wonder why the NFL values the AP more than they do the writers' association.
4: Well, out with they, that. The NFL's done AP for decades. That's, it's not about valuing one over the other. It's just the, the AP awards are the ones that are officially recognized, and that's the one that they do for NFL honors.
3: Let me, let me ask you uh, what, I, what I think is a legit question. Can a guy win comeback player of the year when he played in only six games?
4: Yes. Okay. Why? Um, because he's the reason why the Browns made the playoffs. Okay. And he was sitting on a couch in mid-November.
3: We think it was a recliner, but we'll go with couch.
1: <laughs> Come on. I,
3: I, I do think that's interesting. I, and I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's right one way or the other. I, I just think it's really interesting because Joe played in what? Seven games total. He was outstanding. And I just think, is that enough to make it happen? So if it is, good for him. That I think wouldn't that be a cool thing if you're Joe Flacco, Daryl, to add to your resume.
4: Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Um, you know, I think that you know, Damar Hamlin's probably going to be the sentimental favorite there. Um, you know.
3: Although um, his play on the field was what but it was. Yeah.
4: He hadn't I mean he had a near death experience, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, that's he, coming was, back he, right there, Daryl. Right. So uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's on the list. Matthew Stafford's on the list. Tua Tagovailoa's on the list. So there's strong competition there, um, you know, uh, for that particular award. I mean, look, there's, there's strong competition with each one of these awards. Um, you look at assistant coach of the year, you know, Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, Bobby Slowick, Todd Munkin, all absolutely worthy uh, of those awards. You look at defensive player of the year. The good news is, for Miles, he won the the Pro Football Writers Award yesterday, and only once in the last 10 years has there been differing opinions on that particular award, so wow. that bodes well for him. But T.J. Watt, uh, Deron Bland, Micah Parsons, Max Crosby, all worthy and sure. deserving of that. Um, Coach of the year, um, you know, I-, I think Stefanski should win, but in there is D'Amico Ryans, who just had it incredible season with the Houston Texans, John Harbaugh, Dan Campbell. And then of course, you know, Kyle Shanahan, uh, out there with the 49ers. So there's strong competition. Um, I, I would say the, the two strongest cases for Brown for the Browns would be coach of the year, defensive player of the year, but impact on the field. I think from my perspective on my, uh, I voted for Flacco over Hamlin. I won Flacco 1, Hamlin 2. Because I feel on the field, impact matters just as much as the comeback. And I think that Flacco impacted the Browns on the field more than Hamlin impacted the Bills on the field, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely makes sense. Um, I, I, there's a, I'm just curious about your thoughts on this, too, because – there's a major announcement or a major concert coming to the stadium uh, that they're supposed to announce at 1 o'clock later as today. As soon as we're
4: done talking, I will be hopping in my car to uh, head on down and uh, hopefully catch the mayor.
1: Okay, so we're talking about a major concert. Look, I'm all for using the stadium. I'm just curious when this concert is going to be and how close to the season and how that's going to affect the field. Because are, are, the Stones yeah. are already coming,
4: right? Yeah, and they're not putting turf in. <laughs> right. They're, so, they are not putting in an artificial surface. And, you know, a couple years ago, I was it Machine Gun Kelly? That yeah, did the that August, was a, the
1: awesome it, concert. Like, it was, I heard the, it, was it was amazing. In, it,
4: but it was in the middle of the preseason, and the field was trash because the, the, the grounds crew had six days to get that field in, right? Mm-hmm. And you typically need two weeks for that field to set in. I mean, the the Super Bowl field for Las Vegas was planted, like, a month ago um, uh, out in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. for the grounds crew to work on. The good news is the Browns have one of, if not the best grounds crew in the National Football League. They do an outstanding job maintaining that surface and making sure that it's ready for play. Um, But, um, yeah, the timing of this concert will be interesting. Um, you know, hopefully it's like in the off season window, so that they have plenty of time to get everything set and settled. And, um, yeah. Um, but it, it's good. I mean that, you know, they're, they're, the Haslam's have said for years that they want to bring major events, uh, to that stadium. And, uh, each and every year we have announcements like this where they have, you know, major events uh, in that building. So that's good that it gets used more than just for football season. these Daryl,
3: is this an accurate statement? The Browns have replaced one veteran, experienced, respected running backs coach with another?
4: Yeah, with, I with think Deuce fair. Staley
3: stepping in for Stump Mitchell?
4: Yeah. I mean, if you watch the Lions hard knock season last year, I think 2022 is when they were featured, first year of Dan Campbell, like Staley was one of the stars of hard knock. And if you just watch the way he interacted with his players, you know, his position group, the running backs of the Lions, they're like, you're ready to, like, grab a football and run through a brick wall for him. So, yeah, I think that that's very fair to say, Jeff.
1: Hey, Daryl, as we get set to watch the uh, conference championships this weekend, I know it'll be in the back of my mind, especially when I watch the AFC championship. How far away are the Browns? How far um, are they from Kansas City and Baltimore and being able to play in this game next year?
4: Well, because they did not advance, um they're further away than I think we want to believe that they are. Yeah. Um, It's an easier conversation to have if they had advanced and played at least in the divisional round. Similar to a couple of years ago, we had the same conversation, right? Um, they were a couple of plays away from beating the Chiefs and getting back to the conference title game uh, for the first time since the 89 season. And, you know, it, it just didn't happen. But after that, right, we were talking about giving Baker Mayfield $300 million and making sure he's extended and building around him and, Right and how close they are, and the, you know they have the nucleus in place. They can get to the Super Bowl within the next two to three years and things like that. Well, what happened? Baker got hurt a couple of times. Uh, you know, the team finished below 500 in two consecutive seasons. They made a blockbuster trade to bring in Deshaun Watson to be that guy to get them over the hump, if you will, over the top. Because you have to have um, top flight quarterback play to be successful in the NFL and compete for. Super Bowls. That's just the way it is, um, and it is fair or not. Um, it is incumbent upon the Browns and Watson to get him to that level, to get him playing like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, minus the interceptions and uh, Joe Burrow, and you know the elite quarterbacks uh, out there. Um, because if he doesn't, right? if, if he is just average even if he's able to play all 17 games and all that, right, but if he's just average, if he's middle of the pack, well, that's not why you gave up six draft picks and gave him a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. They made that trade with winning a Super Bowl or Super Bowls in mind.
1: Daryl, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Good luck. Uh, Keep us posted on what's going on. Uh, With the big announcement that's supposed to happen at 1 o'clock with a concert coming to Cleveland Browns Stadium. Thank you, Daryl.
4: See See you. Thanks,
1: D. He is Daryl Ryder. Of course, he is our Browns beat reporter. He is also our sports reporter. What else would you call him? He covers a lot of things for the station. There you go. He covers everything. Browns are up for at least four awards. Defensive player of the year with Miles Garrett. Um, Comeback player of the year uh, with Joe Flacco. Coach of the year. For Kevin Stefanski and also uh, Schwartz up for assistant coach of the year. It's got to be interesting. Assistant coach of the year. Well, honor. That's, um, I don't know. It just seems. Kind yeah. Of you know what all that'll get you fired at some point. There you go. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I kind of see it. Or also if you're a player replaced. You know? What what's the late, it sounds like Carolina's got a coach now. Is this what the story is? Who's reporting this?
2: This is coming from a couple different areas. Adam Schefter is the first one that I saw on it. That Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator for the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is now going to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Of course, Canales, one of the guys who stepped in, helped build that offense to help make Baker Mayfield look as good as he did this season, get the ball to Mike Evans, get the ball to Chris Godwin, all that kind of good stuff. Throw it
3: high toward that guy in number 13.
2: So that's, that would be, that's coordinating right there. Yeah. He he was with Seattle a little bit earlier on, helped. For Geno like 12 Smith. Years, yeah, Yeah, helped Geno Smith get better, helped Baker Mayfield as well. So interesting.
1: Right. So he so the Carolina job was Frank Reich, and now it sounds like it's uh Canales, Dan Canales.
3: Oh, by the way, I think
1: Frank Reich's a good coach, man. You know, so, he get rehired? So let me let me well, go, he'll get let a me, job somewhere. Yeah, let me go through where we're at right now with well, all this coaching stuff. Can I throw one thing sure, in? Sure. Yeah.
3: I wonder. I wonder who takes that Carolina job. All right, Canales just takes it. Okay. But all along I thought, I wonder who takes that job. Mm -hmm. Is it a guy who has some experience and a lot of options, or is it a guy who gets, hey, we're gonna make you a head coach in the NFL. What do you think about that, Cubby? And oh, that's great. And then you gotta go put up with Dave Tepper's, you know what? Right. So that that's an interesting thing. This guy was he on anybody else's radar for a head coaching I don't. Day? I didn't hear his name once. I didn't either. I, and I'm, I might have missed it, but I've been paying attention to this stuff. I. Good for him. He did a really nice job in Tampa. The one thing about what he does offensively, think about what Pete Carroll did in Seattle for years when they had Russell Wilson, but they ran the ball a lot. He likes to run the ball. Their run offense was terrible in Tampa Bay, but that's what he likes to do, a little more conservative approach. That might be exactly what you could use with Bryce Young, not throw a a 5'10 young guy into the heat of having to throw it 45, 50 times a game.
1: Uh, Young's 5.5 yards per pass attempt in 2023 ranked as uh, fourth worst in NFL history. Yeah, he he
3: had a rough year.
1: Wow. Um, Okay, so
3: C.J. Stroud was lighting it up. Oops. You think think they missed there, by the way? Or was it just... Circumstances You're about to find out real quick, on. aren't you? Yeah,
1: maybe. Uh, the Raiders then, Josh McDaniels out, Antonio Pierce. That was one of the openings. Mm-hmm. Uh, last 24 hours, we found out that the Chargers move on from Brandon Staley, essentially, to Jim Harbaugh yep. from Michigan, leaving Michigan and open. Um, Atlanta is still open. Arthur Smith was the head coach. Washington, Ron Rivera, is still open. The Titans move on from Vrabel to Brian Callahan. Seahawks still open after Pete Carroll is uh out as the head coach there. And then the Patriots, Bill Belichick uh out, but Jared Mayo in. So you've got three openings left, Jeff. Seattle, Washington, Atlanta. Does Bill Belichick land in any of those three? Not Atlanta. That's gone. So basically two. Washington, I think he has
3: a I think Seattle. Washington could be a fit for him. He's from you know he grew up in that area, all that stuff. To me, if I'm any one of these three teams, I have a leading candidate. It's Mike Vrabel. I, I I if I'm Vrabel, there's no way I'm going to Carolina. So that would have never worked. No I don't I don't think. I mean Vrabel would have popped the gasket working for Tepper. But Atlanta for Arthur Blank I mean, if I if I'm Atlanta, would you want Bill Belichick or would you want Mike Vrabel? I'd I, rather
1: have Vrabel. I, I'm curious to what Seattle's with, gonna with do. their like structure. Like I see, maybe. I see Vrabel going to Seattle. Okay, I
3: I could see that.
1: Is uh,
3: is geography an issue there? not why? Who cares? Oh, well, maybe he does. It's the
1: NFL. I mean, yeah, I know, head but maybe coach. maybe he cares. Well, I mean, you you also have to hope that two teams want you. I mean, it doesn't matter if Seattle's like, yeah, he's our guy. He's a guy. Geography doesn't matter at all. I'll be ahead well, of the no, Tim Buck two Tigers, man. I'll be I'll be their head coach if that means I'm in the for, NFL. Forgive
3: me. Let me give you a quaint thought. Sure. Um, dad, kid, you have kids. You have your parents are here. Maybe you want you know. Maybe you want your if you have your druthers. You'd rather be in the same time zone as your parents so that they can be a factor in your kids' lives. I know that's a quaint
1: little naive notion. I, I, I think that that just does not play at all in well, the NFL. Okay, you, I, maybe, just, but no, but, I but mean, if it's one Jeff, or the maybe, other, but these guys live in Berea twenty-four-seven. I, I they would move I, here to be a copier. I didn't. Someone who I, makes didn't copies,
3: I didn't. I you didn't know. mention him as you notice. I right. mentioned kids and grandparents. No, and everything else. I just. I, I I just threw that out there. I, I, if it's if I have my choice of Seattle or Atlanta. And they're gonna pay me about the same. Maybe that's a factor. I just threw that out. I'm not yeah. saying that's
1: that's the deciding factor. I'm thinking maybe it is. I don't know. I mean if it would be for me. I mean, if you're Vrabel and you still got family here, you're like, I, Alaska has daily flights out there, don't they? You can go from here to Seattle. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I just the, the these jobs, these NFL head coaching jobs are just not real world jobs. Yeah, I
3: know, but Andy, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, having a family was- is real world. If you want your, i I don't think so it I'm, is I'm, for I'm these just guys. Throw, I just threw that out there. It could maybe it's a factor. If you had your choice of the jobs, and then and then it could be this: Do I want to work for Paul Allen's sister, who just blew up Pete Carroll? Right. Or do I want to work for Arthur Blank, who writes blank checks and stays out of the way? Well, that is
1: way more realistic no, than well, I think. I'm your family's already.
3: Yeah. The family thing was just a thought. I'm, yeah, I mean there are a lot of factors. We forget that these people are actually human beings with families, and you have kids who might want to see their grandparents and vice versa. Maybe that's important to somebody. Oh, I mean, how would
1: you like to be Stefanski's kids? You know, you or any coaching, any uh, kid of a coach here in Northeast Ohio, or the wife of an. I mean, like, there we live in this fantasy world out here of what we think a coach is, what a player is. How expendable they are, or you know, just disposable they are. And to those kids, you know, they're oh, I, I heard your dad might get fired today. It Doesn't yeah, matter what. How does that feel at school? Yeah, I mean, but that's part of the life. Like that, sure. you have to make sure your kids know that. Um, I, and I understand what you're saying. I just don't. I just don't think it plays. I, I just don't. I, I'm. I am sure there are coaches that walk into coach's office and and they're like, Hey, what are you up to? Uh, nothing. Hey, I got to fire you. How come? I just got to fire you. I have no reason at all. Or maybe you looked at somebody the wrong way. Or maybe there's politics in it. Or that's the problem with these jobs that everybody wants. You know, the, there just are so few head coaching jobs in the NFL. There are so few coordinator jobs in the NFL. There are so few, you know, I think special assistant yeah. to the defensive secondary, secretary. There are a lot of spots those. open. No, there really aren't. There really aren't. You know how many head coaching jobs there are? Thirty-two. That's right. Although right now there's three available. You could
3: you could see Vrabel pull a Mike McCarthy. I'm gonna kick back for a year. If I'm him, I don't want to stay out too. Well, long. you've got to be offered a job.
1: Unless he wants a college job,
3: you have to be offered a job. Here, I'll throw a
1: crazy one at you: Vrabel to Michigan. Although it sounds like they made their that hurry.
3: wouldn't happen.
1: It's not. They already made their hire. But I'm just. You know, all of the things are on the table when you see that there's an opening. And if Michigan offered Mike Vrabel like 10 times what everybody else was making, sorry, guys. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I love the loyalty. And when you're in the moment and you're playing, that's one thing. But when it comes to the world of getting paid, that's the other one. And I think most people, the, the days of Woody Hayes are long over. We're not busing over to Ann Arbor because we don't want to spend any money in Michigan. We're not even going to stop and get gas there. Okay, I got you. Rodney's in Cleveland. Hey, Rodney. Hi, Rodney. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, man?
5: I just want to talk about uh, the coordinator uh, the coordinator thing with uh, sure. the Browns. Yep. You know, they're looking for offensive coordinator. I don't understand why they're looking for offensive coordinator, you know, and they, and they keep looking for these coordinators that, and they haven't made an impact in the NFL. They just regular coordinators, you know, coming from one job to another. To me,
1: Shanahan's man, done a pretty good job since he left here. Who? who? Kyle Shanahan's done a pretty good job since he left here.
5: Yeah, but, but I'm talking about these these uh, coordinators that the Browns are interviewing. Oh, oh okay. I'm you. sorry. I was going the other way. My bad. No, I'm talking about the coordinators that the Browns are interviewing for the. Um, for to me, Alex Van Pelt was just as good as these guys. They they are. Uh, Interviewing and Kevin Stefanski is better than the guys they're interviewing too. I would rather stick with Kevin Stefanski if I get any of these guys because ain't none of them never done that, never made an impact in the NFL. You know, you ain't. I mean, I could see if we was picking up a coordinator like a, you know, just to use these guys as examples because type of coordinators they were, like North Turner or Mike March or something like that. Yeah, that's a different – That's yeah, I would up. That's an upgrade. But these guys they're interviewing. Some of them ain't never been offensive coordinators, so I don't understand this move.
1: Well, if you're going, and this is, Roddy, and this is the only way that I can explain it, if Kevin Stefanski is going to continue to call plays, then it's an offensive coordinator's position that's kind of handcuffed a little bit, so you would get someone who's who's upwardly mobile in the NFL that's looking for that next opportunity that might be a quarterback coach or a wide receiver coach or or doing something that's... You know, somewhere down the line as assistant coaches were. Now you got the opportunity to be the offensive coordinator without the responsibility of having to call plays.
5: Right. Okay. That's that's one and I, that, wanna... and I
1: kinda think we're in that spot. Don't you guys?
5: Yeah, but but you know, honestly, I would just say, you know, might as well let Kevin keep doing it. You know, just get just get this guy, unless Kevin just gonna hire this guy to be his assistant and just move him up, but other than that, to me, Kevin is better than all the guys we're interviewing, so I'll just keep Kevin. And then I want to also pivot to this about uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, to me, what he got to stop doing, he needs to stop complaining. Stop complaining. Stop getting on the podium talking about you getting double teamed and all that because you ain't the first defensive end or the first defensive star in the NFL that got double teamed. They've been doing that since the '60s. Double teaming the best defensive play. Yeah,
1: double team would be one thing. Getting tackled is another. And I don't remember he him. I mean, I, I mean, Rodney. There. I'm not trying to argue with you, but I mean, yes. I may, we don't want to see guys complain. I, I'm with you on that. That's not an argument. But yeah, I mean, I if you've see seen, that, man, you've watched the video of him getting tackled on the way to the quarterback, like you gonna tell me that's not holding? And why yeah, they? And okay, I, and I also think Rodney that his point was we saw all these quarterbacks get hurt in the beginning of the season and the league was like going to do whatever they could to protect them including allowing teams to hold. And that was his point. The problem is he how many holding calls were there on on miles after he said something at the podium? Two? Three at the most? And we watched all these games. I don't remember too many holding calls going, you know, in his favor after that happened. So, it may have backfired a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see if he wins Defensive Player of the Year uh, awards Thursday night before the Super Bowl at NFL Honors because he is a nominee. Um, let's come back. Let's talk about those NFL honors and the places where we now have Browns who are up for awards. So let's go do that next. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two 474 92 Baskin and Phelps. All right, so I'm just looking through some of these awards that the uh, NFL, the, the finalists that they'll... Uh, present at the NFL Honors the Thursday before the Super Bowl. I, I have to. Do you
3: care about these things? Well, I, I, I'm going to I you know that.
1: we're talking about them. Do, do you really care?
3: Um, I, I yeah, I, because when one, nice. one of these guys
1: gets fired in a year, we'll go back and go. Do you remember when they were the coach of the year? Do you remember when they were the player of the year? All oh, the player of the years. How about the assistant coach of the year? I I, I look at some of these things. Well, I'll tell you the nominees. I'm going to take a quick phone call. And then we're then we're. I don't know. Is it a list? I wonder if I need music or not. That's no, what you don't deal. need music. Isaac's and Shakerite, hey Isaac.
6: Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, listen, um, I'm hearing about these calls, and I might be a little off subject here about the offensive coordinator job for the Browns. Um, I'm just wondering, all of all the interviews and all the things that we had in the past with uh, Alex Van Pelt, uh, him being having a job. Why do we even need? And and maybe I'm just don't don't know. Uh, why do we even need an offensive coordinator if Stefanski is calling all the plays? Is it to, to make get his paperwork ready. Isaac, uh, I think that, and, that is
1: a great
3: question. Jeff, answer during the week, I, and I'm assuming this. Okay? Kevin's got a lot of stuff he has to do. He's got to talk to the media every day. He's you know he's dealing with the front office. He, He has all of those head coaching responsibilities.
6: I like a follow-up question, Jeff. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, no problem. But I don't want to hang up. Okay, Isaac. Okay, thanks. Go, but ahead. go he, ahead. I'm He's
3: got he's got to coordinate. He has to coordinate things during the week and have the offense all good to go. And he does that. The coordinator does that in collaboration with the head coach, and then the head coach on game day does you know does the play calling. For instance, in Kansas City for years, Eric Bieniemy worked as the offensive coordinator and then Andy Reed called plays. And now it's who? Matt Nagy, right? Same same deal. And Matt Nagy coordinates the offense. And I mean, you put it all together with the input from the head coach and then you kind of turn it over. That might be a little deflating for that offensive coordinator, but yeah. there's a there's a lot of work to be done, Isaac, during the week and that's it's, why it, that's why you need an
1: offensive I, coordinator. Isaac it almost it, sounds it, like it, when, it. when the head coach is calling the plays you're more of the offensive assistant than you are the me. offensive coordinator. Does that sound right to you? Because that's the way it, it reads to me, right?
6: That, sound, that sounds right. And here's my yeah. other question real quick, and then I'll let you get – so, and I, I, I know that these jobs are, are – I mean, it's only so many. I know that. But if I'm an offensive coordinator already and I'm calling the plays – why would I want to come to the Browns for somebody else to call a place so where I can just carry the briefcase? Bingo, oh, I I agree.
3: Yeah. bingo, Isaac. Yeah, that's not happening. You're right. You so, got
6: so, it. So you're getting so – I guess the, the, my point is you're not getting an offensive coordinator. All you're getting is a secretarial position?
3: No, okay. no, no, yeah. no, no, no. There's There actually is more to it, Isaac. And, and here's the other thing. It's more of a producer's I, mean, I would be a little this.
6: sarcastic, Joe.
3: No, no, Isaac, you're, I get what <laughs> you're saying, but – here's another reason that we haven't brought up about this whole thing. We're we're hung up on play calling and everything else. Right. Isaac, how would you like to make seven figures a year? Uh, I'll take it. Okay. There you go. Here's my briefcase. That's, that's why, Hey Kev, here you go, buddy. Here's our offensive game plan. You need anything. Check. I'm right over here. Check in with me during the game.
6: How many Queens? That's great. Oh, Oh, I can stir that
4: for you.
1: No problem. (laughs) Bye, Isaac. Right. Thank Thanks. You. Isaac. That was great. Um All right. So how let me go through cre- some of these. How many creams, awards? Danny? Uh for me? Yeah. Two. Really? Yeah. How many? I'm a, what no, about you.
3: Not even not even one.
1: I gotta tell you, with the homebrew stuff now, I yeah. I've been doing flavoring, so I'm totally like avoided. Oh, that
3: stuff's bad. It has that that fructose that's No, no, stuff. no. The
1: not the sugar free stuff. All right, all right. So like I've been taking the hazelnut, and oh, just okay. kind of pouring that in there a little right, bit. Right. It's good stuff. All right. But I like I like I can't do – I used to be a sugar in my coffee. I, I asked
3: you I just, like, how many again. creams. I didn't need the whole thing. How dare you?
1: You crossed the coffee line with me. You let me swim into the middle of the lake and then reminded me I can't swim, and now I'm here in the middle of the lake by myself. Menegan, do I have to put up with this?
2: No, he put the quarter in a jukebox. You got
1: to let the full song play. Oh, God. If you're going to ask me about the coffee and how many creams, I'm yeah. going to tell you how I like to drink my coffee. Yeah, well, from. I was noticing. So let me guess how does Jeff Phelps drink coffee? I didn't until I was 49. Okay, no now one just, asked.
3: Now, just wait a, a second.
1: I'm sorry. Did anyone in the room a say a little bit of cream? When did you start drinking coffee? A little bit of cream. D- that's it, right? No sugar? Yeah, no. No sweetener? No. No, nothing? No. How about you know, did you ever go buy a fancy coffee there? Or? No. Can't do that. Would you put a little hazelnut, vanilla, put some flavoring in there? some more money down the commode. I'd like a fufu coffee, please. Wow. The fufu coffee community is not happy with you
3: I'm sure they're not. Sometimes you just need that. You see my daughter's checking account, and it's like, 10 bucks again today?
1: Really? (sighs) Mennegan coffee? Black. Straight? Large. There's the easy way to go. That's it?
2: Yep. Mm. Biggest size you'll sell me? Black. There you go.
1: Jake, I can't believe I just spent three minutes talking about coffee. Go.
4: I don't drink coffee, but maybe at age 49 I will. There you go. You know what's weird? There you go. I hate to agree with Jeff on this.
1: I didn't start drinking until we had kids. Yeah. After we had kids, that's when I started drinking. Because I was never a coffee guy at all. And then all of a sudden, and then my wife converted me to just a little bit of cream, and that's it. And then, for and then I was allowed to bring back the uh, – To put some hazelnut it, just, just splash of that stuff okay. in there. All right, AP Most Valuable Player. Um, that is one of the awards, and there are no browns in there. I know you were concerned about that. Can we do a little music? There we go. Okay, good. I, like oh, I thought I heard a little – Why don't I heard you have some
3: little. coffee with that
1: too? Oh, you know, actually I'm drinking tea again today, which now you've been making fun <laughs> of. I got something. Jeff, you know, just tell me who the like winner. Me. Who's the who's the most valuable player? you just tell me. Josh Allen, um, Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson. Can I even tell you the other guys? Like, can we let the folks know, Jeff? Oh, I'm you here. just told me. You working. just asked me who is the MVP. Jeff, I've been working all morning to have Dan print out this list, and now I have all the names in front of me. Oh, good luck on your next podcast. <laughs> Hi,
3: welcome to the Baskin Cast.
1: Again, your nominees...
3: You need Eli to bounce off of.
1: Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. Jeff... You, you
3: asked me who the MVP was. I told you. And then well, I, got I didn't yelled even tell at. you who the nominees were yet. You didn't ask. You didn't tell me. You asked me who the MVP
1: was. Who'd you pick? Lamar Jackson? We're doing yeah. great today, yeah, by I the did. way. If I asks. said Lamar Jackson, too. Well, good. Dan, I have spent all day looking at these names. You will give me an answer. Lamar. Yeah, I got to say Lamar. I don't know how Lamar it's does it. Lamar. One. All right, I think it's going to be interesting for Coach of the Year. Uh, Campbell, Harbaugh, Ryan, Shanahan, Stefanski. You're
3: not going to like this. D'Amico, Ryan. Dan Campbell. Ooh. I think that storyline all season long caught the attention of folks. Now, I think, I think Kevin Stefanski in season did the best coaching job in the NFL. I think Dan Campbell will win the award because the Lions getting into the playoffs—that's a great story, man, and the way they did it, biting kneecaps and all. I—I I don't know,
1: but the this is all voted on before the.
3: No, I—I I know it is. They were really
1: good, really fun. Dan, who wins? Just give me an answer. Stefanski. I'm gonna say Ryan's. Although, if the playoff game, for sure, it would have been with Ryan's. All right, I've got more of these. We'll do more. This is going to be outstanding. It's going to be fun. We'll do more of this after we talk to Nick Costos. Odyssey Sports betting insider. That's next. Baskin and Phelps,
0: 92-3. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app